Welcome to this episode of Clinical Press. In this episode, we interview Andy Asco and Cooper Wage, both powerlifters right here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. We apologize up front for some of the camera trouble we had as we lost one in the beginning of it, so you get to see Andy and Cooper throughout the episode and not the pod squad of Clinically Press. Uh, we did want to get this out before Andy leaves for the World Championships this coming Wednesday, June the 22nd. I believe he competes on the 23rd. And check out part two after he returns. We just wanted to give a huge thank you to Iron Physique Gym for allowing us to shoot on their spot. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of Clinically Press. We're here at Iron Physique, sweating our butts off, because we'll keep it relatively PG for now. Uh, but we're here with Andy Asco and Cooper Wage, uh, both powerlifters. Uh, we were going to try and introduce their weights, but I'm just going to let you guys do it. So I'm actually a bodybuilder. Oh. <laughs> figure out. In the physique yeah. competitor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, where are your current totals at? Uh, are your best in your total? So I'm a raw power lifter. Uh, I compete in USAPL. My best squat is 815 pounds. My best bench press is 507 pounds. My best deadlift is 735 pounds. That's a lot. Not compared to him. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I saw a video the other day of 900 plus for three for you. Yeah, 970. 970? I couldn't remember, so we'll just say. Yep, yep. I'm a competitive power lifter. So, what that means is I use a squat suit, bed shirt, knee wraps, and all kinds of other cheater stuff. Um, My best squat is 959. My best bench is uh, 771. There we go. And deadlift is 716, and total is 2436, and body weight is 372. <laughs> oh. He threw yeah. that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the body weight PR. Good uh, 245 <laughs> last time I checked here, so you know we're not even close, but body weight. I'm only 169. Yeah. <laughs> Kilograms. Yeah. yeah. There you go. 168. <laughs> a lot of mass. Yep. So I know the one reason, like one of the big reasons we wanted to chat with both of you guys is Andy obviously got the world championships going up. Um, Cooper, from what I've seen, you've been in some extremely high level competition. So just kind of talking about, A, just general training philosophies. From what I understand, they're very different, but obviously yep. effective. Um, but then also just kind of as we get into it, like what you guys do leading up to these big competitions and everything like that. So I don't know if you want to start off with just general training philosophies. If I remember back for our episode from you before, it was just kind of whatever you make up on any given time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like to criticize my ways because I do a lot of frequency. Um, 
and then there are times where I do a lot of volume with that frequency, and apparently it's not sustainable. Um, I haven't yet to have a major injury, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> somewhere. So I guess. No, hey, no. Wow. Or with the mic. You gonna pass okay. out or? You, you no, know? it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to step out for water once in a while. That's all right. Yeah, absolutely. You grab it and bring it over if you need to. <laughs> so. <laughs> sweating a lot. Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go Woo! take a couple showers. You're gonna have to like cut so many times of me going like this. So we got are so many you, camera angles. Are you that hot? I'm just wet from the rain. I, I think say, the rain's kind of keeping me cool. That's I what I was saying. I feel fine. Just hop outside. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, what was that? The Ask Out Frequency Project. Oh, yeah. So I just got done <laughs> <laughs> with the six times a week uh, squat bench and deadlift every day, taking Sundays off and repeating the cycle, undulating between like six different percentages throughout the week. Um, and it worked pretty well for me. I ended up PRing by 10 pounds on squat. I uh, didn't hit a PR on bench, but I felt strong, um, so ready for a meet or whatever it may be. And then I PR'd by, on deadlift by 10 pounds, so in six weeks. So how long are you going to take this up to competition then? Because that's right around the corner here. Uh, well, since then, I've transitioned into squatting every day, uh, seven days a week for the past 19 days in <laughs> a row. You, you didn't take a day off. No. I thought you were going to. Okay. Nope. I decided not to. <laughs> Just you're going. So for the past 19 days in a row, I squatted at 750 pounds or more. Um, top set of 804. Um, and I, there's no days off plan. Like my taper involves squatting Wednesday the day before the meet, which oh. is next Wednesday. Well, the meet's next Thursday. But... Wow. When do you fly out? Uh, I fly out on Monday. On so. Monday? How long a flight is that? That's uh, only a couple hours. Fly to Dallas and then to Fort Hood. So what do you do for your taper then? What are you, you going to taper down to? I'll taper down to, uh, I'm undulating or modulating by RPE right now. Okay. Uh, so rate of perceived exertion. Basically grading yourself, right? Yeah. And how you feel? Yeah. It's really adapted from... You guys all know this, but the Borg scale by Gunnar Borg yeah. in the 60s or 70s. Um, and then it was adapted for powerlifting. Um, and it's what I've been using to modulate this whole uh, kind of frequent project. And I'm taking it down to RPE 6, which is, I'll be doing a single at 6 the day before I lift, which is like something I could probably hit 5 reps at. So I think it'll be like 600 pounds-ish. No big deal. Yeah. Just gonna bring it down. Jeez. So how are you feeling with it? Like this is the best best way to go. Like next time worlds come around, you're gonna do the same, uh, same well, training method. This was kind of a last resort thing. Uh, I had an ab injury three weeks ago. The right before I started this, I found out I strained my ab. Went to urgent care. Um, they diagnosed a strained ab and gave me a referral to general surgery for imaging if it was still bothering me. I worked with Kyle on Grafton, which really helped. Um, oh, that had to feel good. <laughs> no. Right on <laughs> the ab. Oh. Have you been tortured by the tools? The Grafton tools? No. You ever had that done? I don't even know what that yeah, is. Okay. Oh, good. You like it? Sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have had that um, when, I, when I, had, I pinched a nerve in my neck. So they like put needles in a Dry tractor fire. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Larson. Yeah, I just watched that actually <laughs> today. Yeah, we had we that was the worst. Showed AJ Flashbacks. getting yeah. stabbed in the leg. Oh. It was good. Yeah, right in the neck. It's like for a half hour. Oh man, it's effective. Though. Did it work? As yeah, say, it did work eventually. I think that's. I've never had dry kneeling. It's a different well, kind of experience. I had it once on my peroneals, but it didn't really do much. I don't think that was a problem. It's better yeah. in the arc wave. That's all I can say. <laughs> That I believe. Is it from over running then? Yeah, I, I just run way too yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, IT band syndrome. Can't stop running. <laughs> running when I'm on my like 25 mile run. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> train for marathons in the, in the summer. Yeah. That's my <laughs> low end of the distance I'll run for competition. Pay money. Do you ever <laughs> swim <laughs> in a river? Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's actually how I'm getting to New Orleans for NSCA this summer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Just letting it take you away. Yeah. Big old or two, just pouring down. Yeah, nope. Just no, gonna go swimming yeah. straight. No assistance. Nice. Probably another world record you'd set. All right, two I'm for in. one. There you go. So how does that differ from your style of training? No, no, you know, we do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> just well. Episode over. I just want yeah. to cut. I think somebody wants to get out of the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they are way different. Um, I guess a little background on it is my coach, Kevin Knipple, actually created it. Okay. It's just a basic 12-week linear progression um, from 70% to 107% of your max. Um, so you just set those in, and then it goes from 12-plus reps to one rep, obviously, at the end. Um, but you're just, the reps throughout the progression are a, a set goal and the weights are set in stone unless it's way too light for you and you're just like exceeding the rep goals every week um, then you can hike it up a little bit but from my experience I've been pretty set on my maxes and then if I'm feeling good that day if, if the set reps are five and I feel really good I'll do eight but gotcha. he created it when he was in, in college, um, and he basically, he actually got it out of like a 1980s muscle and fitness magazine, kind of Ed Cohn um, article, and yeah. it was uh, power, uh, power bodybuilding, kind of. So okay, interesting. So, oh. But yeah, I do a 12-week program, and uh, I'm actually, on, I, I have a 8-day split too so instead of doing squat every day I do it once every eight days okay but I put max effort into actually one set as well so starting off um, the first week I'll do 12 plus reps of whatever weight say 750 squat or something that's way that's too high <laughs> yes that's way too high so like maybe 600 I don't know um, you just posted what was that? Six, six fifty for thirteen. Yeah, that's so a real thing. Yep. So, so I'll do that. And that isn't a cheater. That's raw. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, and that's another thing. Actually, I was going to ask that. I set it up raw and geared. Okay. You, I run both progressions, and then um, eventually I transition into gear. But I do probably five to six weeks of, of raw training before I start throwing the gear on. So I want to build up my raw strength, because I think that's very important before you put the gear on. 
I'm not such a gear gear head. Head. There we go. Yeah. Let's go that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the power lifter term is gear whore. Gear okay. whore. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> He's trying to be PG, but I, I don't have a filter. So. That's all right. That's all right. Let's go that way. <laughs> yep. So I've been doing that since um, high school, actually. Okay. My junior year, Kevin brought me here. Um, it was called The Gym and put me on that program. And I set a world record on my senior year, seven foot squat. And my bench was 487, a world record on bench. And uh, my deadlift was terrible, so I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> it's still pretty bad. But, uh, so yeah, I did that, and then I played football at UWL for four years. Okay. And played rugby after that, and then I got back in a powerlifting eventually. So I haven't been on the program since I was a junior in high school, but. Gotcha. Wow. So. Gotcha. Two years now? Three years? You've been back Three in years, I guess? Two and a half. You, so is it just was the badger right? just two years ago? Yeah. That's all you've been going at it again for, huh? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So how much did you drop you off in that time? Like how much did you? Yeah. Um, like lifting weight wise or body yeah. weight? Like, okay. Yeah, going from football, um, rugby, and then back into powerlifting. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, I didn't train in any of my gear, obviously, throughout that whole period, but uh, I think I kept my raw strength up and. Um, even during football season, I was always in the gym, pounding hard and, and getting my uh, heavy squats in and, and that. So, but I think it was really beneficial to build up my back strength because in high school, we didn't really focus on deadlifts at all, which didn't make any sense. But, it makes sense. Come on. Nobody, yeah. like, nobody likes deadlifts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like the only lift I like, oh, yeah. deadlifting. That sucks. Nope. <laughs> So what positions did you play in football? I played, well I started out as a D tackle, switched over to offense, um, started at left and right tackle, or left and right guard. I wasn't, I wasn't tall enough. Split out, right? Okay. And wide receiver. So, that was a split back. Yeah, really fast. They just ran the fade, they just ran the fade to him all the time. 4-3, yeah. At 330 pounds. So. That's what I weighed so is it a lot of patience for you then with that program? I mean, I guess for two years you've probably seen everything keep going up, or um, yeah, because I, it is so structured. Yeah, I haven't really hit a plateau yet. Okay. Not gun wood, um, but uh, so um, yeah, it's it's structured pretty well. That the only adjustments that I've really made to it that me and Kevin have made to it is uh, I have thrown my bench gear on earlier and when you're benching in full gear it's pretty difficult to get more than one rep or two reps so we started to split it into two sets or three sets okay to get the amount of volume that i needed for for the week so but other than that it's been pretty consistent um so since you're doing a different kind of frequency, do you do other complementary lifts, or you just stick with? Yeah, I actually do a lot of auxiliary lifts, um, especially um, in the first four weeks because that's my hypertrophy phase. So I have four plus auxiliary lifts 
that I throw in, and I just try to complement any of my weaknesses within my, my core lifts that I have. That's when you fire off the, the curls in front of the mirror and everything? Yeah, all the time. I throw the chains on, wrap out some curls, you know, throw my sunglasses With a donut? Yeah. <laughs> it really helps my bench. <laughs> what would be like examples of auxiliary lifts for you? Um, I know because you don't do any, right? You just uh, not in like close to a meet at all. Okay, but you do. Embedded, huh? Okay. Yeah, when I when I get closer to a meet too, I increase my specificity. Ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I I cut out most of my auxiliary lifts. I might have one or two, but. Really, when I'm squatting, like, as you saw, 970 for free, pretty cash after that. And yeah. the workup to 970, you have, like, $2. 10 sets, and I got to put gear on, too, and, and possibly stop at the restroom. Huh. Twice. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so it takes a long time, definitely. But, um, I forget what we were talking about. What's some of the uh, auxiliary lists? Auxiliary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Good transition. Awesome. So for squat, I actually injured myself doing the program uh, when I was doing leg press. So I cut that out completely after I pulled my hamstring. Okay. I think the main cause of that, I'm not a scientist or anything, but I think the main cause of it was because I can't get my stance that wide because I have a very wide squat stance. And I can't get my legs that wide on a leg press machine. Makes sense. So I don't think my body's used to squatting with that narrow of a stance. Sure. So, but it was that for three to four sets of I think eight to eight to like fifteen reps. Okay. Varying. You can kind of be selective with it. But that and then another hamstring exercise and another quad exercise and then caps. So not that much. I don't do a ton of auxiliaries with bikes um, just because I hit so much volume with, with squats and everything. But, right. And then bench, I actually have two bench days within my eight day split. Um, and I have a heavy bench day, which is a regular normal bench day. Follow my regular progression, but then I also do incline press, decline press, and I try to do two supersets of bicep tricep. But if I can't fit it in, I'll just make sure that I get incline, decline it. Okay. And then uh, on the, the light bench days, I do 70 to 80 percent of my heavy bench day. So I say my bench day I'm supposed to do 100 pounds and I do 70 to 80 pounds for three sets of five to eight reps okay with 30 second rest periods oh wow yeah so it's it's, it's pretty rough um, but I'm just trying to work explosiveness and form so that's really helped me a lot through, through the years so, so I do that and then just hit uh, tricep and bicep like three supersets of that and we get out of here. It's a pretty, pretty quick day. Nice. But so how close is this equipment to what you guys actually use? Not. Not. Competition. Not even close. That's got to be tough. 
That sucks a little bit. I bought a barbell. Uh, he, because he squats so much, has to use an eight-foot bar with the, how thick the pound plates are. In competition, we have dinky little micro uh, kilo plates, but I'm still not strong enough that I can squat on a seven-foot bar. Yeah, you can. Uh, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Even then. Camera. Yeah, I bought a seven-foot bar, and it's supposed to be like super stiff, but with how far these plates kind of go from the center of my back, it still whips a pretty good amount. Uh, and then the monolith, obviously, we, will, we squat out of squat stands, not very specific. Right. The benches are slightly wider and higher than our competition benches. Um, we have a deadlift bar. We don't use a deadlift bar in meets, so it's a lot more whippy, which helps uh, in the gym. But then when you go to the meet, it's yeah. Mm. So it's not very specific. It's got to be a <laughs> tough transition. Then. Yeah. Yeah. How, how far off are your weight estimates sometimes with the different kinds of bar? Um. So specifically, like I don't know if you guys weigh your plates essential. Yep. Um, we had to for state. Yeah. So we see with like 45 pound plates, anywhere from like 41 to 49 pounds each. Yeah. Wow. Um, especially with how old these are, I wouldn't be surprised. Like 39 to. So we we have some plates that are, have a red rim, and we try to use those if we can. Uh, but so do you kind of factor that into nope. like what kind of openers and stuff you're gonna? I try not to. Yeah. Uh, Just keep it straight. Yeah. yeah I feel like you could overthink that super quick. Yeah. yeah. If you wanted to weigh every plate in here, you're gonna. No, I, I just meant like yeah. if you do some kind of like correction factor going into competition, like uh, if you know I mean, it's gonna be slightly different, you. I, ch I know you do too, like we try to keep our openers pretty low so that it's a non-issue and you can feel out the stuff. Yeah. If you can get into the warm-up room, like uh, at Worlds, I have three training days while I'm down there before I lift, uh, so I'll get to feel oh, out those guys. competition plates and racks sure. in the training hall after the meet. But other than that, just kind of hope. One thing that I do is I actually go down to Milwaukee and train at a gym there. They have pretty similar setups. They have ER racks, which is what they use in IPF and USAPL, and then Alico bars, and they have uh, Kilo plates. So it's, nice. it's really nice to get used to that, and at least have a few sessions once you get closer to your max. Yeah. Yeah. Start going on there. It's worth it, definitely. Makes wow. sense. Yeah. Huh. I Nutrition. Yeah, oh, God. that was my next question. <laughs> and you were referencing before how you just upped it up to like 6,000 calories. So, and then I'm curious, you know, for how big and strong you guys are, like, is that something you pay a lot of attention to? Um, or is it just consume? I've, I've tracked my food uh, down to everything. Um, I've tracked every single day aside from one, where I, I still tracked it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, there's no way these macros are right because I ate out a lot. Um, I've tracked for 275 days nice. in a row. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty... What are you familiar. averaging? Uh, anywhere from when we started. We talked about it in the last episode. Yep. Uh, when we started, I was at like 3,500, bumped it up to 6,000, tapered down to 4,600. 8-ish uh, eight, weeks ago, I bumped up to 5,500, didn't gain any weight, so now I'm at like 6,000. What do you eat to get up to 6,000? 
a lot. <laughs> I, Good as, answer. As I get up to the higher calories, like I have to dirty it up. I used to be in like the ground turkey, leaner cuts of meat. Like good carb sources, yeah. good carb sources. Deep dish now, pizzas. yeah, now it's like <laughs> deep dish pizzas and anything I can find. I kind of want to go to like an all-you-can-eat buffet with these guys. Oh, That's yeah. all. Like your dime, I'm in. Yeah, I could, eat, I could eat dinner, so <laughs> just walk <Yeah>. in. <laughs> you guys would shut the place down. <laughs> that would be the worst to track, though. Yeah, it, it's pretty difficult. Oh, I, I brought scales before. To it's a weird buffet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you're fat. <laughs> what are you doing? You're eating a lot. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> all right, get out. I That's think I saw another one. This is all-you-can-eat buffet, not to sit here and eat all day buffet. Yeah. <laughs> you come, you eat, you leave. Personal challenge, yes. Yeah, that was the worst when we were at uh, Sushi Pirate. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't get, like, any sushi. Me and Dan just, like... I was trying to, track, like, trying to everything. track everything. Oh man! And like he bought a boat, which is what is it? Eight? I think it's like ten rolls. Ten rolls. Yeah. And like it was three of us, and so I like eat one and then put a mark on my phone. Oh, eat one, and they're just like going at it. <laughs> they're like, "How many did you get?" I'm like, "24." They're like, "What?" We got a lot more than that. Yeah. So where where your number is at? You know? Well, when I started out. I think that I was like 2,500 to 3,500 maybe wow. calories. And that's when I was 330. But I, I think that I, I owe a lot of my success at nationals this year to my nutrition. Um, I felt the strongest I've ever felt. I had no injuries. And I was probably, I want to think that I was around 5,500, but I don't think that I was hitting 55 because that is just insane. So you just, you don't track, you just kind of go off of Well, I, tr I try to track, but I'm pretty lazy in that aspect <laughs> because I just want to eat it and get on with my life. Sure. But, yeah, I was trying to track for a while. But, yeah. How about the rest it's of the guys difficult. in the sport? Are there some that are real adamant about monitoring or they just <laughs> eat a yeah. long idea? Uh, that's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, some people eat by feel. Some people advocate like uh, Lane Norton specifically, like a big proprietor of If It Fits Your Macros, along with like Eric Helms and a lot of people in the sport. And then there are the people who just eat everything. Um, Dave Tate diet. Yeah, Dave Old Tate Dave diet. Tate, yeah. And then there are some people who are try to keep right at maintenance, and yeah. specifically the people right at the top end of the weight class. Or the people who have to cut a couple kilos. Yeah, you guys don't have to worry about that that side of it at least. Yeah, I eat never have to weigh in. It's basically a food rampage. Yeah. <laughs> you eat like deep dish pizzas yeah. and all burgers and like the day before the state open, I had a thousand grams of carbs. Wow. Gross. Wow. And that was my best performance to date. Really? So you guys yeah. careful what you eat, like? The day before competition, you know, you're on the road, unfamiliar foods. Do you play it safe, or you just yeah? I'd, I'd rather go with like packaged stuff if I can. If I'm not in a place, especially like if I'm in a different country for like worlds, yeah. uh, anything that looks familiar, American brands, stuff like that. Try to do that. Um, try to keep fat <laughs> under 300 grams, yeah. so I don't just lose everything. Personally, I've never been overseas for a meet, so 
haven't had that problem, I guess. So the day before, we went to, uh, what was it? Uh, Popeye's Chicken. I had an eight-piece family meal by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Had to lay down for a while, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys blocked Yeah, it. I don't recommend yeah, eating yeah, the like foreign food in a foreign country. Yeah. I thought I was going to get blisters on my feet. He didn't tell you. Kevin told me the story. Did he tell you yet? About what? Why he made you walk to it? No. So the meet was in Denver, or Aurora. Oh, yeah, to get used to the yeah. altitude. Yeah. yeah. He Makes said sense. He was so mad. Yeah, I was We mad. can take a cab! <laughs> no, let's... Uber. There's like 10 people around this area. You get like $5. I'd be pissed off, too. So are you pretty gassed with the altitude then? Um, it wasn't actually that bad. I wasn't really thinking about it that much, I guess. But, but, uh, I didn't notice it too much when I was out there. It was pretty rough in the warm-up room, though. I mean, to be honest, like, when I was warming up, was, I was just gassed every, after every set. So like, I just have to go sit down right away. I just pass out. Wow. that anyways. Yeah. Getting out of bed. Ooh, I need oh, to take oh, Walking into work. Uh, gotta go down Why are you waiting in the lobby? <laughs> I just need a minute. <laughs> you okay? Nope. Do people at work think you're a freak or something? Um, yeah, I guess. I try to... I, I don't really... I'm not very good at bragging about myself. Talking about myself. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, anyways, like <laughs> back to the numbers. Back to me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I try to kind of keep it quiet, but I have a boss that really likes to brag about me yeah. too, kind of like a dad would. Proud, so, proud pops. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, they just make fun of. How much I drink and eat during the day. I imagine like two gallons a day, and so obviously you go into the bathroom. Oh, hey, so it's like a gallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is one of my issues. Yeah, one of my issues is hydration. Especially right now, extremely important. Yeah, like right now. Call you out. As it's yeah. raining out of you. Yeah. yeah. Get That's what then you said is like one of the biggest things you've noticed with your training is your hydration levels. Right? Yeah, it's in like I can drink water all day from start to finish and wake up dehydrated. Salt all my food, eat bananas for potassium. I was insane. Well, you can lose all your sleep and you yeah. don't even realize it's happening. Especially in here, like we're drenched right now standing here. I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm just, drenched right just now standing here. There we go. It is a healthy shimmer. And it's 82 out right now. There are days it's like 90 in the back room, and we're working out with volume or whatever it may be. And there are a bunch of people back there, stale air, and it gets pretty terrible. Oh, God. And awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love super it. Cool. Yeah. The sauna workout. Last summer I used to work out in like hoodies and stuff back here. Gross. Kai Green style. Yeah. Yeah, I love the sweat. Ugh. Same. I hate it when the fans on me. Yeah, I get that's the worst. Pissed off. Red. I get I mad. Like the plug up. I mean, <laughs> no, Kevin, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my my coach likes to have the fan on him when he's training, so 
puts like put it on them. And I'll, there you go. Change the direction of it because I can't handle it. But anyways, <laughs> back to the podcast, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is the podcast. Just chatting about it. So with your travel then, when you're heading down there, what are you gonna do differently? Are you gonna change anything or um, generally? Generally, I try to like pack a ton of food with me because uh, you can't bring a lot of fluids through TSA, but you can bring food. So I bring like a bunch of food as much as I can, um, and then I'll bring like a mass gainer. This is the only time I'll use a mass gainer. Uh, I like to bring a couple of scoops with me if I get stuck in the airport or something. Got a quick. 1,500 calories in my bag, I can find a water fountain and fill it up, get some. Um, other than that, just really focus on, it. I just talked about it in one of my videos the other day, um, it's really expensive, but I focus on trying to buy water and just constantly drinking when I'm in the airport because travel gets you so dehydrated. Right, yeah. Like the plane ride plus walking, giant airports being super, super big. <laughs> You sweat a lot. Requesting the middle seat and <laughs> having to sweat it out in between two people. That was those sweet worst. little fans that don't do anything for you. No, that those give me a headache. Really? I don't know why, yeah. yeah. Last time I flew, it was like, this is going to sound really snobby, but I could fly first. Because, I wouldn't, I don't blame you. Because, like, I can't fit in coach. <laughs> I'm 369 pounds. Like, I can't fit in coach. And when I flew out, uh, to Chelsea's for business trip, I flew coach, and it was. Gotta with the people next to you. Oh, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. <laughs> super hot out, planes delayed, uh, humid. I'm sitting there alone in a, a window seat or uh, uh, exit row. So I'm like, awesome. I'm alone. I can at least like turn. Like, oh, I can feel my legs again. They close the door. Plane's delayed. They end up opening it up again, and they're like, yeah, just sit where you want to. Guy sits next to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, there are seats all over. Go sit there. (laughs) So that was the last time I ever played. (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah, no kidding. I got really lucky going to Nationals. I was in an aisle seat, and no one sat next to me on the other side. They probably got on the plane like, nope. Yeah, I'm gonna get the next time. Grandma. Yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. I love to see someone's face. It, like, uh, no, no, I'm, no, in, no, I'm no, in no, there. No, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with a thrower. He was six eight, like four bills, and our per NCAA stuff that coaches couldn't pay to upgrade him because it would have been an extra yeah. benefit. So uh, he had to be miserable traveling to any meet that didn't involve. <laughs> Can't, him can't sitting be by himself. Poor guy. I'm super tall. Yeah, it must be nice. 5'10 and a quarter. I'm 5'10 and a half. Yeah. That's why he's so much stronger than me. So he's tall. built for this stuff. Yep. He's <laughs> the height. Very short. Uh, one other question I had nutrition wise was supplements. Do you take any? recommend any? What's your take on them? I take. Mostly just post-workout. Well, I take pre-workout too. Pretty addicted, actually. I don't know why I said that. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to tell anyone I had a problem, but yeah, I have an addiction a C4. Uh, <laughs> You're probably not the only one. Yeah, but I, I do really like taking a pre-workout. 
30 minutes before. And then it's crucial that I take a post-workout, which is typically four scoops of protein and four of carb powder. And then also BCAAs as well. So I take that right after. Anything for just like general health? Fish oils, anything like that? Yep. Also, yeah. I take a multi fish oils. Um, what else? Zinc. D three. Okay. And that's it. That's all I take. It's not much, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Say about part of a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So good. I mean, it covers here. your bases. It's nothing elaborate, right. but yeah. yeah. But the fun part is, I just transferred all of them into gummies. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I just eat a bunch of gummies in the morning. It's pretty right. sweet. Yeah. You're 29 years old. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> gummies. Yeah. How many scoops? How many scoops of C40 do? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, probably like three right now. Oh, nice. I just got started again. So I'm try to the same way. It's a gateway. For a week. It's a gateway yeah. supplement. For two weeks. Uh-huh. That's more than I've done in a long time. Yeah, you don't ever cycle off your no. caffeine. It just goes up. I guess technically I cycle off. It's like you cycle down the yeah. 400 milligrams. It's the like loading phase that comes up every week and a half. I follow yeah. a daily undulating caffeine. <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. Write an ebook. Yeah. <laughs> That's Perfect. like the whole thing nowadays, right? Yeah, Come up with something and. Ebook. Yeah. $40 ebook. Yep. People will buy it. Yeah, they would. Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to try it. It works for Andy. Right. What do I take? Uh, I think I have to say here that I'm sponsored by the NFP gear. Uh, I hear that in all podcasts, like, oh, I have this conflicting interest or whatever. Yeah, there you um, go. But I take away, I take pre-workout, I take mass gainer every once in a while. I usually keep it around for missing meals. Um, calories are important enough that I'll take a mass gainer, even though it's probably not as good as a regular meal would be, but it's better than nothing. Um, I take D3 fish oil. I don't know if I. Yeah, I can say this. I take ephedrine sometimes. Um, it's not banned out of competition in WADA, but I get off it going into a meat because uh, I'm a stimulant junkie <laughs> and caffeine just doesn't do it all the time. So, uh, Bronchi for the win, right? <laughs> I don't know if you guys can put that in there or not. <laughs> yeah, it is now. <laughs> yeah. um, Remember all that shit you were talking about the editor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, they actually Wada just came out with that. Like they, it used to be banned, but now it's banned only in competition, which is seven days out. So I found that out and started taking it. Also, not the only one. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people that do that. I it was necessity at first. I was on like no sleep for like a long day and somebody's like hey I take this I'm like I'll try it <laughs> that was the first place I stopped when I got home from that trip was from Walmart Wal- uh, Walgreens yeah for Bronco the way I talked about a little bit in your other one that you started realizing how important like recovery and oh, sleep stop. and all those things are like 
have you taken it like further? Uh, I just wanted to, like, is that something that you've tapped into, like just the recovery or any kind of mobility type stuff or things to just obviously if you're injured you can't lift which kind of defeats the whole purpose of it right. so can't define injury yeah, yeah. <laughs> strained ab no all right inability to pick up the weight you want to and put it back down i'm injured all the time 24 <laughs> 7 yeah i want to have a 3,000 total yeah but i can't i can't do it um well i guess I've taken into account a lot. Uh, there's only so much I can do right now with sleep-wise. Right. With trying to grow professionally and personally. Um, but I do prioritize it when I can. Uh, Recovery-wise, see this guy once a week. Um, and I really focus on my diet thanks to him. I'm starting to work with you a little bit more. We've chatted. Yeah. Um, I think this is broken. <laughs> <laughs> can you look at this real quick? This has been hurting for years. I don't, th- I don't think the ER knows what they're talking about. Um, usually they don't with orthopedic injuries. Yeah, that was. I thought it was broken for sure. Um, but other than that, like I'm pretty mobile, especially like compared to most powerlifters. I have insane external rotation in my hips. Is that <laughs> fair to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I made Andy down for an exam and I take his hip up into like just checking his range of motion and it just goes into squat position. Like it just. Doesn't want to go anywhere else. I mean, it will if you force it, but it, it goes right there. And I squat a lot. Yeah. And I have like three degrees of internal rotation, yeah. which is nice. Uh, um, <laughs> that's something apparently I need to work on. Um, How's that do, going? Uh, it's hard. <laughs> it, it's a weird one to do on your own. Yeah. Like internal rotation of the hip. Uh, there's some we've worked on, like a kettlebell blocking the back foot, yep. turning into it. Um, Say that or have somebody slap a seatbelt around your hip and just crank you in. Yeah. It's, other than that, hip flexors have always been tight, as are probably most Americans. Yep, I think that's pretty safe to say. That's ruined that. (laughs) And so I do a release with that. He does release on me every once in a while when it gets really bad. And then just stretching. Um, And I was doing a dynamic warm-up. And then that led me to getting a strained ab. So that's what did it. I didn't yeah. know that. Standing broad jumps. <laughs> Apparently too much. Oh no. Because <laughs> I'm like I'm decent at them. Like I don't just so like I can I can stretch out for them. And I think it was just too much to throw in right away. Day after day. Write that down for our competition with him and Paul. Yeah, yeah. Standing I'll do it. Broad jump. I'm still, I did that and I kept doing them. You I'm said like, you like doing them, right? Yeah, I yeah. love them. They're awesome. I really like, uh, it's from TSA, the strength athlete, Bryce Lewis and um, a bunch of other really good guys. From their warm up, and I kind of pushed it for my own. The idea is like to activate motor units yep. uh, before you squat. As a potentiation? Yep. G-Dub talks about it all the time. Post-activation. Yeah. Just trying to Usually get something to get everything firing before yeah. you go in. and Exactly. Yep. Priming the motor units. Pretty well. much, yep. Um, we use it a lot just in our warm-up and I doing like something before they get into the weight room. I like and it And have to squat, so. My knees never felt better. Like, usually I have some knee pain that was gone. And then ab pain started to show up. And after a few days, I figured... This is getting worse. <laughs> so I went into the urgent care. It's not bad for the level you guys train at. I mean, talk to any football player, their list is a lot longer. Oh, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've been to that sport. Uh, yeah, so obviously rest for me is extremely important given my eight-day split. So I'm only squatting once every eight days, so that gives me a ton of time to recover. Um, super nice. Um, for mobility, actually he just showed me, because I was having lower back pain, a ton of lower back pain, and my glutes were super tight. So I just started rolling those out okay. and instantly went away, which is really crazy. Because I've been doing the foam roller on my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that went away right away. That was awesome. So I do that every time I come in, basically. Um, other than that, making sure I get enough rest, which is easier said than done. And hydration is huge for me. Um, ever since I started drinking a gallon a day, I haven't really been injured since then, so I've had That's a ton cool. of injuries before that. With my, I've got super tight uh, hamstrings, and I have pulled both packs as well. So, hydrations. Were those uh, back pulls? Is that football stuff? Rugby or? Um, yeah, it was. It was um, during football, and it was a great up here. What's up? Pec minor. Uh, probably more the just towards the insertion point of your yeah. pec major as it's going and attaching over to your humerus. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, ha you have it happen a lot in wrestlers too. They'll get caught in a oh, bad yeah. position. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of them when I was down at OSU. Oh, I used to I used to have a lot of pain in here when I'd like get caught. Yeah. In a switch, somebody would switch me fast. And yeah. Switch. Just pull you out. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. My shoulder would be out real quick. <laughs> I guess to hit that too, I use a lacrosse ball and lean up against the wall. That's probably a lot of fun. Yeah. It, I'm, I, like, I'm like crying against the wall basically. <laughs> People come up to me like, what are you, are you okay? What are you doing? Because they don't see the lacrosse ball. Yeah. It's like all the way inside of my body. <laughs> so. I'd say if yeah. you could get America to do anything, hip flexors and that one, you could probably you could oh, yeah. probably cure so many chronic aches and pains if you can get that. And maybe back, maybe back here just from oh, being sure. here all the time. That would be the third one. But that's one I like to do. Is I've told him this, but I'll wake up and my neck will be really yeah. tight sometimes, and just spending 15 minutes digging thumbs into my neck and just working through ranges of motion usually gets rid of a headache. That thing with the bar? Going yeah, to the bar uh, I load a bar to 135. My traps get really tight. There. Yeah. Thinking of working traps. Load a bar to 135 and just lift it up, uh, relax, and work on bringing the head over. Yeah, Do you ever feel fun. like you're getting impingement stuff, tape like a tennis ball to it or something? Let it sit down in that anterior trap space? Ooh. No thanks. Find yeah, some fun spots real yeah. quick. Sounds yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Just throwing out ideas, just in case. As long as there's no cameras here. <laughs> yeah. Squat 800 pounds, but you can't put a tennis ball in your trap. <laughs> nope. nope. No, I'm good. We did some ankle mobility stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I have really tight ankles. Um, I don't know if it's just from multiple, multiple springs in sports, but he does some work with a drop board, just getting everything to loosen up. Is this tailless out of place? Is that what yeah. you're working on? Yep. Just dorsiflexion, basically, yeah. Uh, it's pretty drastic in my left. It was pretty drastic. It's gotten a lot it's better. It's pretty good. Now my right's actually a lot tighter than my left. Um, 
but I used to be able to squat and keep the feet straight. This one would be fine, but this one the heel would come up like real drastically. So, but it's gotten a lot better. Uh, still not fixed, but I can feel a stretch of my calf in the bottom of the squat, which is nice for the first time yeah. in years. Yeah, that you're not so blocked that you can't feel that. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you guys want to touch on? Yeah, I was wondering what's what's next. What's what's some future goals for both of you guys? Future goals. Got worlds right around the corner, but after that, yeah, whatever. Always <laughs> gonna stay in raw or ever go I'll probably or? I'll probably play in both. Both that side. Nope, not that one. Uh, I'll probably play in both because right now we have the IPF World Championships, uh, which is one of the highest levels of drug-free powerlifting. But then there's the World Games, which is like kind of like an offshoot of the Olympics. Like it's not IOC affiliated. I think it technically is, but it's not the Olympics. It's another kind of multi-game sporting event, and we powerlifting in the World Games, and it's equipped, uh, and that's a little bit higher than the World Championships. So I might play in both. I do have past in geared lifting, single ply lifting. I don't know. Uh, right now I'm just trying to chase Ray Williams, who just posted a 965 squat in training. No, that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Just get stronger. Cool. He just came onto the scene two years ago too. That's pretty cool. Wow. How about you? For me. I am currently 48 weeks out <laughs> from nationals. <laughs> and let the countdown begin. Yeah, so, so I'm going to training cycles. three to four blocks, 12-week um, cycles. Try to get second at nationals next year first. Try to get second <laughs> at nationals. Nope. So who are, you, who are you chasing? Going out, but I'll get second. Untouchable, huh? Plane. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you saw the Arnold footage. Yeah, I did. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of way. Very day for single ply powerlifting. Yeah, for so, powerlifting. Power like that's lifting. a multi ply total. Right. Yeah. Right. That he just didn't single ply. Right. Two hour weigh-in, walked out, stiff bar, two hundred right. knee rounds. Why are you looking at me? I know that. <laughs> and you're rubbing it on sweat. Yeah. <laughs> so just gonna keep going until the body breaks or what? Uh, after Worlds, I'm gonna. I'm pretty excited to just taper down and do other stuff. Recover. Recover. Um, so I did six weeks of squat bench deadlift every day. Now I've done three weeks of squat every day. So that's. Just stupid. Like it's got hurt. Yeah. I work out for three days in a row. And I'm done. <laughs> Two days in a row if I can get that. I think I have it on my training log. I have it. It's like fifty-eight squat days in like sixty-five days or something. Jesus. Wow. And you're not just going in and throwing one thirty-five on your back and you know, I wish. R- yeah. rubbing it out for ten. So yeah, that was a good squat trap. day. One thirty-five. Yeah, that is true. Trap. That is true. <laughs> How long are you guys gonna stay in the sport? You think? Forever and ever. And ever too. Unless uh, <laughs> my bodybuilding slash modeling career takes off. Yeah, I'm gonna start it's coming around. Actually, 
You got the physique for it already. That, that would be an e-book right there. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a YouTuber lifter to physique. A YouTuber by the name of John Claude. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He was on Ellen a long time ago. For He was on Ellen? Yeah. What? He was like... Pretty big. I must have missed that episode. <laughs> 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 uh, that daytime TV that I never get to see because I work. Yeah. He, uh, his like YouTube handle is Obese to Beast, and he just did his first physique show. Jesus. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. I have to go check wow. that out. Huh. Well, link it and up. And he called so. the series Obese to Physique. That was pretty sweet. That's just pretty impressive. Yeah, nice. It is. That's all the questions I had. I uh, do we want to roll through the clinical press ones or just call it a thing? We, we did it with Andy. Let's, yeah, let's do it with, with Cooper. Cooper. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just going to step out. You're on the hot seat. <laughs> so there's the ones we ask everybody. Okay. Nothing too complicated on them, but there's something that you might believe that others do not, either in your training and sport or in life in general. Squatting every day is stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I would say oh. I personally think that gear lifting is safer than raw, raw power lifting, just based on um, all the tight suits and gear that you have, keeps your hips in and tight and your knee wraps, keep your knees super tight. I mean, I think that the knee sleeves do the same thing, but it's only to a certain degree. So I think that that is safer, um, but also it, you are working with higher weights, so it is more stressful on your central nervous system. So you do need to taper down afterwards. But I think personally that it's a lot safer, but a lot of people think different. And I think that geared lifters might be able to um, lift a longer period of time than raw lifters, just because I think that's it. But that's fine. Makes sense. And you disagree? I'd probably disagree. Yeah. I don't know. That's, it's, it's a debate I have a lot in my own head, like, because that's a very valid point, but also, like, after lifting in gear, like, my knees and my, my shoulders definitely take a pretty bad beating. I, I think it really depends. But it's very possible that it's safer. Yeah. How much of a difference does it typically make? I mean, for it depends on. Have you ever? Yeah. So like. So have uh, you ever maxed out just raw just raw? to see what your numbers would be? I haven't maxed out. I don't know what my bench max is, and I guess I don't know what my bench or squat maxes are officially. But my deadlift max is around 733, but yeah, I, I kind of guesstimate when I run my program to yeah. this where my, where I think my next is. When I was uh, in gear, I did the State Open Raw, and then like six weeks later did the Arnold, um, and I hit, uh, I only posted a 799, but I hit 848 pretty easily, um, and I squatted 680. But then after a little bit more training, because that's not very much time to get accustomed to the gear, I hit a 900, like super easy uh, squat. Wow. Benched 635 when I benched 415, and I'm not very good with bench shirts. And then deadlift, you tend to get less. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's got to be tempting to go back to gear, though. Yeah, Once you had that fun. weight on your back yep. and did it, you're like, yep. God, that felt good. Yeah. How much of a difference is Blaine's bench? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Because yeah. Blaine's a very, very high-quality gear lifter. And raw. The best gear lifter and one of the best raw lifters. I think his best geared squat, well, his best geared squat is 1102. Yep. His best raw squat is like 904. Jeez. Uh, eight, yeah, 904, 911, something like that. Yeah. His best raw bench is 529. His bench geared bench is 885. Oh, oh. yeah, so the bench here really has a lot. Wow. Um, and then his best raw deadlift is, I don't know. He always, super heavyweights, yeah. it's not that big of a difference, I think. In, especially for deadlift, because the, what gear, like the benefit of gear is you load it with eccentric, and then uh, use that power in the concentric, but deadlift, the eccentric is after the concentric. It's, yeah. it's hard to hit the loading pattern uh, on the way yeah. down to the bar. But yeah, anywhere from like... It hurts? Yeah. To basically turn into a Ken doll. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Wow. That is interesting. <laughs> What's a fitness or other purchase that you have for a hundred dollars or less? Most influential. I actually talked to him about it because <laughs> I was up in the air like, what could it be? Like knee cream sleeves? I don't know. And he said a USAPL card. I think that basically it's basically the same thing, but just signing up for a meet and paying for an entry fee um, just to get into a meet because that's really what gets you going, what, what starts everything, and sets it in stone for you to do the meet, I guess. Sure. Nice. You're committed. Yeah, it makes sense. Just to compete. What would be like your take-home tips for somebody that was just trying to get strong? Maybe not, not somebody at an elite level, but somebody that just wanted to get stronger. Um, I would say probably um, focus on your nutrition, get the calories that you actually need, and hydration I think is huge, personally, and then um, type these up too. <laughs> <laughs> Are they in the notes? No, not in that note, they're on my phone, but uh, I think just um, efficiency in the weight room. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I remember one of his was just get under a barbell. Right, right. Kind I mean, of the same lines of thinking. for somebody starting out, you really just need to get into the gym and start lifting weights. As bad as it sounds, it doesn't really matter at, at, at the start what kind of program you're doing, as long as you just get in and do it. That's, that's for sure. So we'll throw that one in too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. So smart. Burrito, what else is there? So if you can, go, if you could go back ten years and tell yourself something either in your training or in your education with your training, what would it be? I think that it would be again hydration because I would save myself and stretching. I would save myself many many injuries. And don't stop. Lifting. That's what I was wondering. Would you, would you go back and do football again? Well, I mean, if you I were didn't do it stop lifting. But I definitely changed into like Olympic style lifting. I have a question. Yeah. That I just here. thought of. 
right now. Perfect. What was your best power clean? Power clean? Yeah. Or clean of anything. Uh, I think it was like 360. That that's clean? pretty good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> do you ever do any Olympic lifting anymore? Not really, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> definitely yeah. not, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it was really hard getting get my wrist flexible and like, it's pretty poor form too, that 360, so. Muscle through it? Yeah. And front squats, man. Oh, yeah. I don't really do those. I still hate those. I love them. Uh, I, like I love them. Yeah, you so Yeah. yeah. Works. <laughs> A lot. That album? Sweet. The only other one on there was uh, any best books. Yeah, you gotta go do to you have any books that you Definitely not fitness related. <laughs> oh, did you get from one of our massage guys? It was some offshoot of Star Wars. Yeah. Nice. I started reading The Martian last week. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I really like uh, um, Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, those were economics books. Um, so like Freakonomics, Super Freakonomics. Yeah, those are really good. Those are really good reads. And then. Predictably irrational is another one too. That's good one. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. He just I reads ebooks. Cool. <laughs> and ebooks. Power reading ebooks. All the time I used to spend like reading elite FTS articles and T Nation. Like now I just go on ResearchGate. I'm like, what's he doing? There you go. You're such an academic. Oh my god. Moving on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I guess in closing, you know, for both of you, where can people find you? Where can people follow what you're doing? What's going on? Plug whatever you want to plug. First, uh, Instagram at WagePL, Facebook and YouTube. You can just search my name, Cooper Wage. Uh, I don't really do much. You can find me on Facebook, Andy Asco. Uh, Instagram, Andy Asco RTB. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and then youtube.com slash asco. I don't think anyone else really. You can PayPal me money if you want to. Hey, there you <laughs> That's go. fine. And while you're at it, send some to these guys. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for watching this episode of Clinically Pressed. Stay tuned for part two once Andy returns from the World Championships. Always check us out at clinicallypress.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter through Total Athletic Therapy. And you can also check us out anywhere you can find major podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you come back for the next episode.